0: back to starkroll's house of el krypton uh, this is our episode for the krypton episode will to power my name is frank and i'm joined this week by my good friend and my co-host over on supergirl tv talk and on beer with geeks my good friend tim hello frank this is a show that i'm not on but you're on this is great. We talk to each other. We podcast multiple times a week most of the time. Mm-hmm. And yet we've never podcasted about Krypton together. So this is kinda this is kinda funny. This is kinda weird for this, me. But I like is it. Inog- this is inaugurable. inaugural. You're gonna this, know character names, and I'm gonna stumble over character names. It's gonna be fun, Frank. It's gonna be fantastic. Let's just for people who don't know you, let's talk real quick about your background with with comics, with Superman, with with all that fun stuff. Like you are a you are, specifically when it comes to comic book stuff, you're one of my go-to friends for all things comics.
1: Well, the year was 1995, and it was my birthday, and my mother appeared at my bed, waking me up rudely and said, here are some comic books for your birthday. And I said, great, what are comic books? And she handed me a bunch of Batman comics. This is a true story, by the way. I believe it. I'm not, I'm not making this up. I made up the year. I don't remember what year it was. <laughs> um... And, uh, you know, I bought comics in the grocery store. Marvel Heroes Reborn were some of the first ones I ever bought. Into the Clone Saga, things like the Spider-Man Clone Saga. Flash forward all those years. Now we podcast on Beer with Geeks and Supergirl TV Talk. And we talk all things comic and movies and TV show and all that stuff. And I teach a class on comic books. And, you know, it's all life is... Life is wonderful, Frank. So that way,
0: you have that- a you have a lot of of uh, geek uh, credibility, I would say. So, and and you are you are one of the biggest Batman fans I know, but you have a, you have a real love for the Superman family as well. It's like Batman's the top of the
1: pyramid, and Superman's like the stone that supports the top of the pyramid, mm-hmm. right underneath that little point right there. So, it's pretty close. Pretty close. I love it's that. Tough to. Tough to choose I love
0: that it's it's great mm-hmm. it's great I'm really really I'm really glad to have you on here uh because we've been podcasting together for like five years but it's it's great to get to talk about about this now it is man five years that's crazy it's crazy
1: but this is the first time talking about Krypton yeah. so yeah let's do it in style
0: yeah let's do it let's do it up Uh, So this is this week we're talking uh, season two, episode three, Will to Power, as I said, uh, written by Lena Patel, directed by Julius Ramsey. Uh, So uh, as we pick up this week, uh, we've got Adam talking about, you know, listen, we can't keep running from Brainiac and from Lobo forever. And I can't kill you. Right. Because when we Mm -hmm. we left things, uh, Seg wanted said, like, listen, Brainiac has to die here on Kolu. You have to either we get him out of me or you kill me. Because it's only a matter of time before he takes over, and you've got to we, we can't let him get back to Krypton. Mm-hmm. Adam's saying, can't no can do. I'm not gonna kill you. Uh Brainiac then sort of fully traps Seg inside his own like mind palace, right? Or mm-hmm. mine fortress. That's right. <laughs> slight, slight different. Yeah. yeah. Qu actually I have a question
1: about the mind fortress. Yeah. Actually. So there's the giant statues, right? Right? Uh, right? But in, in this version krypton's exploding in this version that's not how it always is right yeah well well what do you mean
0: because uh, Krypton is so so
1: so there's so the big there's the, the big statues right? right and in Superman mythology they're usually his parents they're a right? and Laura usually yeah. right and they're kind of holding Krypton they're kind of holding Krypton up but in this episode like they're there which is great it's cool like whoever you know whoever those versions of the statue are his parents or whatever but the krypton they're holding together is in the process of exploding Mm. outward is that is that
0: normally a thing i didn't remember from last season so as for uh, has it always been that way in the fortress on this show i'm actually gonna have to go back and look because that's that's actually a really good call out is it normally that way in the fortress in general i don't think so I know it's not usually that way. That would be very morbid
1: of Superman really to would. be like, "This is the moment I've I chose to remember when the planet goes boom." Krypton got it. So I, but I wonder because it's Brainiac's memory and Brainiac destroys worlds. That's and, my. That would be my you know, my go to guess. This Brainiac's Fortress version of the Fortress. Mm.
0: Yeah. So so because Seg even says, like, I'm in his mind and he's also in my mind. So like you're right. Yeah, I see the like the sort of lines that look like the planets exploding. So I wonder if this is like the I mean, are those supposed to be Jor-El and Lara? They obviously aren't born yet, so yeah, are we looking at something sort of in Brainiac's mind, but sort of from the future? But you know, that's hmm, it's interesting. We're we're also in a very weird, timey, wimy place here, right? Where like We are uh, we're in an alternate future, alternate timeline. Uh, it's with with the, all the Zod stuff. It's very, very, um, yeah. It's timey wimey, timey wimey. Right, yeah, timey wimey is really the best way I can, I can explain it. What we do know is that Brainiac needs Seg's body to stay alive. Like he's now the host that he's he's chosen. So he needs to keep Seg alive, and he wants Seg to uh cave to the temptation. It it, it, it very much feels like. A sort of like a demonic temptation type of thing of of like uh, almost biblical of like, you know, throw yourself down mm. from the parapet of the temple and bow before me, all that kind of stuff, you know? Um, yeah. Or, or like okay. Vader t- trying to turn Luke uh, and being like, join me and we can rule the galaxy, all this stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know you want to. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or or the Emperor even. Um, yeah. Palpatine. I mean, um, Brainiac is a little Palpatine. He definitely has some
1: Yeah. He is go for Papa Palpatine.
0: <laughs> uh, love some good robot chicken. So, yeah, Seg Seg explains to Adam, you know, okay, I think I know how to beat him, though, because uh, I have access to Brainiac's memories in his mind, too. So I, I think I know what I need to do to, to beat him. So that's where we, where we leave them real quick. While we head back to Wegthor, the moon of Wegthor, where Jax and Val... Uh, are are or as we've been calling them Jackson Val, the uh, Jackson Jackson Val Jackson Val the, the hit seventies uh, adult contemporary duo with all their chart topping hits. Uh, Jackson, obviously, Val, I knew who, I knew who they were. Yeah, obviously, obviously Frank. Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson yeah. Val. Uh, can we trust Nyssa? Is really their question, right? Because the intel she gave us will mean we don't even have to lose a life, uh, even one life. Yeah, but Jack still feels like it's really convenient that she showed up at just the right time with just the right information you know we know that she's working with druzad can we really trust her well jack's be right i mean mm. really mm. but i mean like but you want to trust her you want to trust her right you I want mean, to think she's going to do the right thing because last season she seemed untrustworthy and then like w- turned out to be trustworthy in the end or, or she made the right choice in the end
1: Right. But that was before she found out she was a clone and I feel like and before she was a mom. And I feel like those two things combined do things that we are not sh- we're not sure. But I I don't know. I think that she's trustworthy for, right from the from the get go. You do. I do. My person My personal feeling is that we can tr- like we can trust her like she's she's smart. She's real smart. And I think that she's, she even though she's sending stuff to to Zod to Drew Zod, and you know, like, I think she, there's another plan forming in the back Mm-mm,
0: of her mm-hmm. brain. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah i I think you're I think you're onto something there. Um, and and anyone who's listened to Supergirl TV Talk knows you have a really good knack for predictions. Yes, well, sometimes. I just really say a lot of things and sometimes <laughs> You just just spout off a lot of stuff. Eventually some of it's gonna be true. Something's gotta stick eventually. <laughs> You're pretty good at it though, I gotta say. Yeah. You've you've called some big ones pretty pretty far out, so I try. You try. I try. You do well. You do well. Uh so Lyta is still harping on this with with Druzad. She's saying, Send me to Wegthor. Send me to Wegthor, let me let me, you know, be the the let me lead the Sagittarii into battle and let me win this this fight for us. Uh, mm-hmm. And Druzad is more than a little hesitant to send her. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, Jaina... Jaina Zod has a plan to save Lyta by killing Druzad. Mm-hmm. So that that she thinks that's the only way. I need to kill Druzad and... and get Lida out from under his thumb out from under his control and Dev Dev M refuses to help because he's just like this is just this is a suicide mission I'm not gonna do this you know pretend we never saw each other bye I'm I'm out yep yep what do you think about Jaina like this whole Jaina is like very much outside the rest of the story right like like the stuff yes. on Weg Thor is still sort of related to what's happening on Krypton, you know. Obviously, there's right, like a back it, well, and forth it's like there, it, right? Because it's rebellion and it's going to
1: be open war and like all this different stuff. But I mean, like even like Jane is like even the remoteness of her setting, you know, like this, you know, snowy peak. Like it feels like they're in the like Arctic Circle somewhere, right? Just so far removed from everything. So like it she's isolated in the story and then also isolated like in the set pieces i guess even a reflection of how far away she is to everything it feels like it's going to come to nothing if that makes sense like listen i know that drew zod is not going to get assassinated mm. he's he's general zod mm-hmm. i am not concerned about his safety um nor, I guess I should be concerned about his safety because he technically is the bad guy. But but I feel like it's going to come to nothing, not because she won't be able to accomplish it, but Light is going to be like, absolutely not. Like, I won't permit you to do this, and it's going to be a family confrontation th- kind of thing. The Zods are basically the Lannisters of, you know,
0: the show Krypton. It's all... It's all crazy in the family there is a lot of game of thrones type stuff right there is a lot of game of like like there is a feeling uh to me of a sort of game of thrones type story that's being told here with with the family dynamics and uh, it's not the same kind of power struggle per se Although well, this season it kind of is uh but it's not necessarily families dynasties uh uh sort of competing against each other but there is there is sort of an undertone of that that, that sort mm-hmm. of feeling
1: yep a little bit it's not like they all like want to rule krypton only only Drew wants is doing and he's doing it. But this assassination attempt like where where will your loyalties lie? Technically, I mean, Lida might not think of him this way, but it is her son. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it's a strange relationship. It's a very strange relationship. It's so weird to be like he, he, this is your son, but he's your general and he's older than you. And mm-hmm. he knows Future you, but you don't know. So, in a sense, he knows parts of you you don't know yet. Uh, right? It's very strange. Right. I mean, they even talk about future her in this episode. Right. right.
1: Very sad.
0: Yeah. We'll get. I. I want to get there. I want to make yeah. sure we get there.
1: Yeah. All right. We'll sure.
0: keep going so we get there. All right. Let's do that. So Seg <laughs> yeah. and Adam back on Kolu. Uh, they're hatching a plan to connect Brainiac. So basically, they 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 found this, uh, or, or Seg knows of this. Natal chamber, the planet's natal chamber. It's basically, it's where Brainiac was birthed, uh, and they figure if we can connect him to that chamber, uh, you know, Seg can pull free. Then they can zeta beam out of there and let Lobo kill Brainiac. Right. So it's pretty Sounds good. Pretty straightforward plan, right? Pretty straightforward. Let's. let's yeah. I'll I'll get out, and then uh, and then we can let let Lobo do what he wants to do. We go back to Krypton. All good. So that's the plan. Um they they crawl to an underground cave that houses this like plain white room looks like the you know like like the room where all like the Apple announcements uh when when they're like Johnny Ive is sitting in his room talking about like we've designed this to be the thinnest iPhone ever and it's like this plain white room with nothing behind it. Um it's kind of like that. The iBrainiac. The iBrainiac. Now allows you to destroy an entire planet, but keep one city in a jar. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like magic.
1: But your SIM cards will be unsupported from different carriers.
0: <laughs> uh, boy. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Yep. boy. Too real, too real <laughs> for me, right? Yeah, now. right. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm sorry you're having some iPhone trouble. Uh, oh. Hopefully, you get sort it sorted out soon. But they're oh. they're about to execute this this master plan of theirs, and just. When they're getting ready to do it, you know, Se- Seg is is all seated and they're ready to get going, and just then Lobo shows up and Brainiac takes over Seg's body again, goes like into fight or flight mode, and uh, we got trouble. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if I like it, but ugh. um. And meanwhile, inside Seg's head, head fortress or 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 mind mind fortress, mm-hmm. um, Brainiac is continuing to torture him psychologically by appearing as these all of these people that he that he loves he's exploiting his emotions and and mm-hmm. he's he's torturing him and tempting him he morphs yeah. into I really, I really like that line that brainiac said
1: where he's like just because i don't have emotions doesn't mean i don't know how they work right or i can't like use them
0: and i was like no oh, he's so creepy it's the 12th level intellect man mm-hmm. doesn't have to understand it or or feel it to under i i, I take the back He doesn't have to he doesn't have to feel it to understand it understand, that's right so mm. Mm. so damn good he morphs into Nyssa, he morphs into Chem, he finally morphs into Lida and and really harps on the Lyda thing to try and uh, try and tempt Seg into like, you know, just st- stay with me forever and we can be happy forever in in the Mind Fortress. It's creepy. It's creepy AF. I have a question. Yes. I have a question.
1: Do you do you think that um do you think that Seg works better with Lyda, or that, or does
0: he work better with um, Nissa? Nissa, ah, that's a real tough question. I, I, have been pondering that for the last year because, to me, you know, he has he's had this long emotional attachment to Lyda. Um, mm-hmm. they have they've been in love for a long time. They go back. Um, but Nissa brings out a different side in him that I, I think is a is a heroic side is a um uh and and is like sort of a ooh, I don't know how to put it but sort of a up and coming like uh, able to pull himself up by the bootstraps and like um she, she provides opportunity gumption she gumption. Provides
1: gumption gumption she but al- but also honestly she she provides like the l in the house of kind l kind of yeah you know what I yeah. mean like you watch these you watch these ancestors of Superman and how they act and you're like Oh this is a little bit of like him like here and a little bit of him here. And so um I think Nissa provides that for him and Lyda doesn't and so on. Yeah.
0: I I think Lyda supports the emotional side of him more and Nissa supports more the like intellect side or the the um less the heart and more the mind. mm mm-hmm. Mhm right yes so so the two of them are very important and and I I I wonder how that's gonna you know it's like it really comes down to are you the kind of person who follows your head or the kind of person who follows your heart I think um mm-hmm. the the romantic in me wants to see him and and Lida be ha- happily ever after um but is that really the best thing for him as you said Nyssa really shows a lot of qualities of the house of L even though she's from the house of X so is it like necessary for this story to move forward? You know, and and Superman to be bo- Kal El to be born and everything. Is it necessary, more necessary for him to end up with Nyssa? I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard to pinpoint at, at this point. I think. Well, he although but he doesn't as as with the child that he had.
1: You know, he doesn't have to end up with her to conceive with her. That's true. That's true. You know. That's right. Not, prom- not promoting such things, but you know.
0: You well, know. that's how it works but That's, on Krypton, that's how
1: it works, and guess right. It's just it's it's different anyway. Sorry, so that was my question, but you can continue now. No,
0: that's good. That was good. That's good.
1: I mean, do you have an opinion on that? I, I like I personally like Nissa better, and yeah. so I think she I think she's a more interesting character. Uh, and so I would I I guess I would just I find their interactions together not that, you, that even that they're better or worse for one another. I just find their their chemistry and their character interactions better on the show and so i i'm like almost just rooting for that route because because it feels better
0: yeah no i i hear you on that i do and like i said the romantic in me wants to see him with lyda because i feel like that's what his heart wants but is it though i don't yeah that's (laughs) what's so that's what's so interesting right so i like that we're on kind of different sides of this um that's what makes us. that's where we're a good duo that's Um, right yeah Speaking of duos, Jackson Val, Jackson Val, uh, Zod is planning an attack. So they say if we move first, we can control the space elevator. Uh, we can cut off the supply lines and it'll be the tipping point that we need. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that'll be the that'll give them control and the advantage uh, in the uh, in the rebellion. It's it's sort of like uh, when we when we start in Star Wars and it's like, oh, the rebellion has just won their first victory uh, yeah. Against uh, against the empire, you know this like this would be that first victory, that could be the the start the chain reaction that they can you know destroy the Death Star and everything. That's right. So there you go with that. Uh, sorry about all the Star Wars analogies, but it seems like it's pretty fitting. No, it is pretty fitting. They just won their first battle. Right, it's crazy. That's what yep. it is. So. Uh, speaking of Val He and Nissa have a quick moment Where he's sort of acting grandfatherly to her And he goes you know I know you miss Core, Your son And I know you miss Seg And I, I, I know that um, you're living in your father's shadow But mm-hmm. I believe in you I believe you'll do the right thing You know And, and he actually calls off the guards That are, that are watching her um, As sort of a show of good faith To show that he trusts her Right Right yeah, I mean,
1: I I think Val is the like the best person on the show, if that makes sense. Mm. Like he's just like I don't know if that makes him foolish, or or what. But I honestly think that he is like he has his priorities in the right place, and so what he does, what he does, like if he was my general, my leader, I'd be like, yeah, I
0: I trust you. He is very yeah. trustworthy. He's yeah. so he's just has that ineffable, you know. He he's like Santa, or like you know, just like any sort of old say, like our Obi Wan. If you want to stick with the Star Wars stuff, so, you know. he'd I mean, to me,
1: he's he's the most Kalel of the family. I so like, agree because when like you see him like walking, like when he like. Walks in there for the first time and he's like saying hello to all the troops and he's like, Hey, you know, how are blah blah blah. I was like, This is this is Superman right here. This is like who he takes after in the family more than anybody else.
0: It is the true, the true like house of L like is it, yes, really right embodied there. It's it's like the true L benevolence. Yes, the L benevolence. He's benevolent says L. But benevolence, something.
1: Something like that. Yeah, something like Beneve- that. Benevolence. There it is.
0: <laughs> found it. <laughs> yes. We found it. Yes. Oh. It good. Yeah, but it's great. It's, he's, he's great. Maybe a little too trusting of Nissa to call off the guards, but... um, Maybe. maybe. But but I, I, I tend to, even though
1: we see her, I'm like, maybe... I think she's trying to play both sides as best she can, so... But I ultimately think she's going to do the right thing, so yeah. I'm good for
0: Yeah, I'm good for it. I, I feel the same way. She looks almost guilty when he leaves. She knows what she's going to do, and she f- already feels guilty about it. Oh, yeah, she you wears know? it right on her yeah, face. Like, yeah. That's one of the things Wallace Day is so fantastic at, is that she wears those emotions on her face, and you can see, almost see what she's thinking by what's mm-hmm. on her face. She doesn't have to say it. No, she doesn't. She's so great at that. Yep. Great Pretty actress. Great. So. Uh, all right. So from there, uh, we we go to Drew and Lida, the Zods, uh, and and Drew says, all right, you can go to Wegthor. I just can't bear to see you die again. And this is where he talks about what she's like when she's older. Right. And mm-hmm. he says, last time you blamed yourself for the bottling of Candor, and you gave up. The pain and guilt wore you down and you stopped taking risks in your life. Mm -hmm. And I won't do that. So I will take the risk and I will let you go to Wegthor. Mom, I will. I will. I won't forbid this, mom. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's such a strange. It's so
1: weird. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine, though. I mean, it's weird for them, too. It's not like it's just weird for the audience. Like. Zods the Zods are really good at hiding their feelings and so like they are unless it's anger like everything else like they they'll cover up like crazy but but when they're angry you know it so whatever they're feeling strange. Strange.
0: What do you think Zod's playing at here? Do you think he has? Do you think he has like ulterior motives for letting her go, or has he been biting his time and waiting for the right moment? Do you think he knows what's going to happen? Like, what's his strategy here? Because he's a general, he's got to have a strategy.
1: I think he has a hard time saying no to his mom, no matter how old she is. Honestly, because he's concerned. I think like he's concerned about the timeline. If she dies, he's screwed. Right, right. Is that right? So so I think he's just he's trying to make sure that she becomes the person that he knows, but not the person that gives up. And so maybe he his end strategy is manipulating this, not just Krypton's history, but his family's history to make sure that his mother
0: doesn't end up in sorrow and giving up. So maybe sort of shape her into a different version of her, a stronger version of herself. That's right. I think that's future. what I think that's what he's doing. That's interesting. So so it's so a long a long game, a long con, right? Where he's yeah trying to to shape her personality and her her growth over over the decades. Mm-hmm. I still. What's your take on how we were talking about how the timeline is funky? It's timey wimey. How. Do you suppose that Zod is born, like if if he has come out of time and come come back in time now, right? So are, I guess th- that would suggest that Lyta and Seg are gonna hook up at some point because Zod mm-hmm. exists. Z- Drew Zod is born, right? So I, so that that's got to happen. But then, how does? jor-el also get born like it is what's your theory what's your take on how those things are all going to happen in this timeline in this now sort of messed up timeline well the fact i think the fact that let's say like
1: superman doesn't know that he's related to zod mm-hmm. to me reads as that his his Baby with Lyda, Drew is a secret. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people aren't supposed to know. Right. Right. So, um, so then when it comes down to Jor-El being born, I think it's. Well, you're, you know more Superman mythos than I do. Do we know who Jor-El's parents are? Yes. Like it's Sega
0: L and. and somebody yes and no i mean there are there have been you know sort of throughout the decades right we're talking 80 years now of superman lore there have been stories where you meet the you know superman goes back to krypton and you see the house of l and he meets a grandfather or whatever but seg l is a character created for this show so that really I thought Segal was from the. Co- I thought Segal was from the comics. I don't believe so. I believe Segal was created for the show because the. I remember that being a. Yes, it was because in fact, it, it, it originally the name was even spelled differently when they first announced the oh. show. It was spelled like S E Y G Seg l because they wanted it to sound more like Siegel, like Siegel, like Jerry. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Jerry Siegel. So. Um, yeah, they and oh, I yeah. love that Lobo Y G. No, yeah, that was the yeah. original name, and they changed it because uh, they just thought that that was going to be
1: easier. Oh, no, World of Krypton, Volume Two, Number three, 1988. Oh, so they took it from the John Byrne. Yep, it's okay. a fictional character appearing. He is Superman and Supergirl's grandfather and the father of Jarrell and Zor El. Spelled with the Y. Spelled with the Y. Okay, so so, so it, they, they changed on, it. It's based, it's based on the John on Byrne story. On. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And Mike Bigdola.
0: really oh, right on.
1: Yeah, creator of Hellboy. Yeah, people. Good stuff. Who, yeah. Oh, actually, so does it? Does its place of origin, Krypton, Scientific Council, blah blah blah, House of L? I'm looking to see if it like names his mom.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is they're 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 you know they're out. They're not going directly off of that continuity. They're no. Taking they even pieces they, yeah, they of it. They even change the names. Yeah. So they are they're taking pieces of it and sort of whatever's convenient or whatever if it's the the um the story they want to tell. So it's a new take. It's a new take with with some names borrowed and maybe some some character um oh yeah, actually treats. if you even if you read some of the story in some of the story in
1: here, it doesn't match up to the Krypton the Kryptonian society that the show has created. Oh no, so not at all. Not even remotely. says like Jor-El shockingly asked to meet his mate which was unheard of in their culture, right? You know, like, right? Because yes. this is like the John Brenner era, is the era of the we make clones and nobody is born naturally and Be,
0: blah blah a, blah. And do you know why they did that?
1: They no, wanted
0: I, they wanted to make it so. So the way that it worked was, and this has been borrowed in Man of Steel and, and in this show too, right. the Codex thing, right, where a right. baby is conceived outside the womb in like a you know a, a te- like in vitro essentially, right, right. Mm-hmm. and um. The reason for that was they wanted the John Byrne version they wanted Kal-El to be born on Earth so that he oh. was a true citizen of Earth. So the codex got sent to Earth in the ship, not a 3-year-old baby, but he, but he, so he was technically he emerged conceived on Krypton but born, born on, Earth. on Earth. That was why they wanted to, they wanted to make him as earthly as earthly a Kryptonian as they could. Huh. Yeah, I don't like that. i i i respect it i don't know that i i don't prefer it i prefer the traditional you know they send the baby off like you see in literally every other iteration or or, uh, practically every other iteration but But um i like the baby in the basket i like the i like the moses imagery more right yep Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i i feel that uh as better like just better imagery but um from like a literary standpoint. But it's an That's interesting right. idea of like, oh, let's make him like a true American. He was born in the USA. Right. Um, I appreciate that. That's cool. It's very 80s. Very 80s. Extremely. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Totally. Very Reagan era. Right. So yes. um, yeah. So I, I I I appreciate that for what for its time and place. It's an interesting artifact of like, oh, that they did that once, huh? hmm So, yeah. Um, Lobo arrives as uh, as Seg hooks Lobo. up. Lobo, yeah. Lobo, uh, the main man. I I where I have not talked to you about Krypton at all, so
1: I don't know no. your opinion on this. What do you think about Lobo and
0: and do you like that he's Irish? I love O Lobo. Yeah, I love him. I, I, yeah. I love Lobo. I love what Emmett Scanlon has done with this character. I've, I'm a huge fan of this. Uh, do I like that he's Irish? Yeah, I, I, I don't care where he's from. <laughs> no, they they shoot they shoot the show in Belfast. So that's, right, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I'm 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 loving it. I'm loving it.
1: I love that he's less like '80s biker like Hell's Angel and more like I don't know.
0: I don't know, Belfast street thug. I guess, kinda, yeah, yeah. I I I love his, um you know. We, uh, Robin and I were talking last week about how m- my first exposure to Lobo was Superman the Animated Series with Brad Mine Garrett. too, yours Brad too, Garrett. right? So
1: the main man, the main man,
0: yeah. And I do like Brad Garrett's like performance. I think his voice is very fitting for the character, um, and mm-hmm. and that's what I, you know, you and I have talked about this in other shows where. There are certain characters where like you hear a certain actor's voice when you read the, the comics, right? Yes. For yes, me, absolutely. For me, Lobo is always going to be Brad Garrett's voice. I love Emmett Scanlon, but my the first thing that comes to my mind is always is always Bra- uh, Brad Garrett or, you know, the same way that like I'm Brainiac's voice is always going to be the one from Superman animated series two. Sure. That's um, right. You know, Tim there Bailey. are certain there are yeah. certain ones. Are there mm-hmm. any ones like that for you where you always hear like, is there a I mean, is there a Batman you always hear like, yeah, I, Kevin Conroy, like, like anybody that. in our generation. I think I I always hear Kevin Conroy and, um,
1: Mark, I'll hear Kevin Joker. Conroy and uh, Mark Hamill for the Joker. I'll hear Ron Perlman for Clayface, um, you know, things, things like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so so that's that's one of those for me, for sure.
1: Yeah. But I actually think Emmett Scanlon is like replacing the voice of Brad Garrett in my head for Lobo because I just like I just. I just love this alternate, like slightly alternate take, but also extremely faithful comic adapt. Like I've never like I've he's exactly Lobo. He's exactly Lobo. Yeah. He's exactly Lobo. Yeah. Even like the his healing factor stuff and like let me just explode my head
0: to like rebuild myself in here to get you like it's so Lobo. So great. It's so well done too. Yeah, he, he shows up. And uh, there's a force field around the room. So he tries to he tries to walk into the room and chops off his own arm in the force field. Mm-hmm. And uh, and but it, but it, the arm flings inside the room. It goes past the force field. Yeah. Uh, and so Adam's all like lol. <laughs> He's like, yeah. ha can't get us <laughs> now, sucker. Except, um, yeah, like you said, he shoots himself in the head and his body just falls and uh, and then that arm that flung inside the room starts to regenerate the, the rest of his body starts to regenerate around that arm. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's very cool. Um, it's it's very, very cool. While while Lobo is regenerating, uh, you know, he's, he's regenerating pretty fast uh, and he's able to. He's able to like have a conversation as his rest of his body like rebuilds. Mm-hmm. And uh, Adam's trying to convince him, you know, let's say get free of Brainiac. And and then you can kill him like just let him let him get out of get Brainiac out of his body and then you can kill Brainiac. But let my friend go. But Lobo's done waiting. He's like, listen, I've I've chased him across the stars. He destroyed my planet. I'm not waiting anymore. I've got him where I want him. I'm I'm taking him out. Sorry. Don't care that he's your friend. Really don't care. Which fits with the character. Yeah, it very much fits
1: with the character. Like he Lobo is that he is the main man, meaning he's the only one he cares about. Like, yeah. yeah, he's not a, Lobo is
0: not a hero. It's barely an anti-hero. Like, he's just Lobo. He's just Lobo. Yeah, he's kind of his own thing. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he started out as a villain, as like a straight-up villain, when he was first, first introduced. And then, as the anti-hero became a popular fixture of comic books, then they pivoted him into more of the anti-hero. But he still right. is his own it's like, independent. It's like villain. Venom. Yeah, they like he Venom. was a villain and he pivoted him into an antihero because right. popularity and right. stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and and the result was something really unique and really special. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's great. I also love that he always calls Segel Seagull. Seagull. Me too.
1: It's great. <laughs>
0: but the hey, captions Siegel. the so like I, my head obviously goes to like Jerry Siegel. But right. the captions spell it seagull, like the bird. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's not, Sorry. that's, that's I, not correct. I like to think that he thinks he's calling him a bird, but, but we know he actually is, it's a meta reference to Jerry Siegel, one of the co-creators of Superman. That's great. I Poor Schuster. It. No. Poor <laughs> Joe the... Schuster. Not, not getting any love. My oh. name is Shoe from the House of Stir. <laughs> like, there's nothing. That would be great if there was a shoe stir who, who, who mm-hmm. comes around or, or, or a stir shoe even um, mm. <laughs> to make it a little less on the nose. Uh, but it's, it's great. Uh Nissa spots an ex-lover of hers, Arame. Mm-hmm. And uh and she very quickly puts the moves on her and they, they hook up. And while Arame sleeps, uh after after the lovemaking is over, uh um, while Arame sleeps, Nissa steals what looks like schematics uh and possibly a dna sequence yep and she looks pretty terrified at what she finds
1: yeah i i wasn't real i honestly wasn't sure what she was doing exactly i was like is she contacting zod is she like are these the plan are these like the rebels plans are like i don't know what's happening I don't know what's happening.
0: The plans, I feel like, has something to do with the elevator attack and all of that. I feel like she may not fully realize that Zod is probably staging an ambush. That, like, the info she's giving them is... Like, she knows that she's probably giving them bad info, but she maybe doesn't realize just what's happening exactly. So, For the D, what looked like the DNA sequence, I gotta think that has something to do... Well, either, either it has something to do with, like, Zod's parentage, and maybe he's been lying about who he is or something. Hmm or doomsday i would think that it has more to do with doomsday because mm-hmm. why would
1: why would the rebellion have that information about zod's parentage cuz technically he doesn't exist yet so there wouldn't be any like computer
0: records of right true that's true that's true except that this is a former Sagittarii that she's with so Oh sure There could sure, be sure, that sure. But but you're right You're right Like why would the Rebellion have that yeah, or, or even why would The Sagittarius have that So that's that's a good point I really My money's more On the doomsday angle mm-hmm. Or it could be Something um, completely different
1: Maybe she's a clone And mm. she's like Looking at that and Be like oh my god Everyone's just a clone Clones Clones everywhere Attack of the clones
0: If you will To continue our will. Star Wars thread <laughs> That nobody <laughs> asked for <laughs> I'm very sorry. Um, my mind is just just on that on that track right now. But yeah, she looks terrified at what she finds. So whatever it is, it's not good. Mm-mm, not good. Um, no, Mm-mm. not great, Bob. Um, Seg starts sort of slipping and caving in back in the Mind fortress. He's slipping and and seems to be giving in just a little bit to sort of the siren call of Lyda you know in 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 brain brainiac as light trying to you know come on come with me we can be yeah. together forever and we'll be happy forever in our in our so i fortress. was
1: thinking so i was thinking about this so like if you encountered like somebody who could shapeshift on whatever else and like all of this like even though it's somebody
0: that like if it's your wife you know or something like that wouldn't you still be like that's still brainiac but this is in his head. Do you know what I mean? Like this is more than just I'm walking down the street or even I'm kidnapped and like there's a shapeshifter pretending to be my wife and I know it's a shapeshifter. It's in your head and and you're in their head and they're in your head at the same time and you're sharing memories and they're being super convincing because they're they're calling upon memories that you have and it feels it probably feels very real. Yeah, maybe that's maybe maybe it's that it feels real. It feels real. It's happening in your head and and it's. Again, calling on things that only you and that person would know and share. So it's got to, and it's a psychic trick. That's a good point. That's a really good point. It's like a brain parasite, is, you know, like, so it's, it's, it's got to be, it's got to be hard to, it it must take a tremendous amount of willpower to Mm. rise above that and, uh, and, and, and kick its ass. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm back on board. Okay, good. It convinced me. I love the way Seg handles it, though, because he he says, you know what? Like this is for the first time. I'm going to give you a taste of fear. Yeah, that was cool. Super cool. That's Uh, cool. Because for the first time, he's going to make Brainiac feel what it feels like to to have fear, to not be sure. Of the answer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What if this doesn't? What if this doesn't work out for me? What if actually I am about to finally die? um Mm -hmm. he's never been brainiac's hanging on by a thread right now right where usually you've got brainiac sort of he's got copies of himself all over the universe all the time and that's been mentioned that's been alluded to yeah he
1: makes mention he makes mention of that because i even like when he was like his body was taken out in the first episode whatever i was like really that was it and then i was like wait brainiac you know there's more
0: right there's always right. other yeah there's always more brainiac there's backups of back he, he's backed up in the cloud you know he's on that's dropbox right. he's mm-hmm. got he's got copies he's, up in, the, there. he's in the nebula somewhere he's, yeah just hanging out yep mm-hmm. exactly exactly there's just there's a google drive copy of him uh it's it, it's it's everywhere there's a chromebook that's just labeled like brainiac do not touch <laughs> <A> chromebook <laughs> <You know. laughs> I wonder how many floppy disks you would need to to back up a whole Brainiac. Probably a lot of floppy disks. 12th level intellect? Mm. Probably a lot. At
1: least 11 floppy disks.
0: At 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 least least 11 11 floppy disks. (laughs) Please insert the next floppy disk to keep playing Oricon Trail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. At least 11. I agree with you. At least 11. What's the over-under on 11 floppy disks for Brainiac? over definitely <laughs> over <laughs> definitely def- definitely over definitely over uh yeah. yeah so uh yeah so he's giving him a, a, a taste of fear and i love that moment where lyda is shouting like stay with me stay with me and her face is distorting and turning into brainiac and turning back mm-hmm. into Lyda. that was cool that and was, that was a cool. really cool effect
1: yep he's like and seconds like i got you mm-hmm Yep, mm-hmm. yep. I'm much more comfortable in my character this season than last season. I'm Cameron Cuff. I've yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You've noticed that, right? Have you noticed that? What? Like he's both he and um oh my goodness, Adam Strange are like both he and Adam are like way more comfortable in their characters this season oh, sure, than last season. Oh, sure. Sure. Like incre like it's like like they're like in like incredibly endearing characters. Now they and are. Before, last season, I was like, All right, you're, you're people, you know. But this season, I'm like on board for both of them.
0: I feel like they are so much more comfortable in their own skin, you know, as mm. these characters. Um, yeah, I totally. Cameron Cuff and. Uh, and and Sean Seppos both really, really embodying those characters. I think especially Adam, uh Sean's yes. portrayal of yeah. Adam. I've liked Adam more in these three episodes than I did in the entire first season. He really has come around and has like found who the character is. I think because he's he's like now the character's been through some stuff that we've seen. That's right. That's you know? true. Before it was sort of like, well, you know, I'm from Earth and I'm I'm here to save Superman, like we knew that, but we didn't see it in the show. Now, like we've seen him go back to Earth and like see Earth taken over by Zod and and all this stuff. So like Mm -hmm. there are the stakes feel higher and he is rising to the occasion and like responding to that in a really, really cool way that I really, really like. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's pretty great. It is is pretty great. Uh, What's also pretty great, speaking of feeling comfortable in your skin, is is that Seg basically poops out Brainiac as he oh, as he yeah. gets up off the chair uh and he like he wakes up just in time and he, he takes over uh again from brainiac just in time to like punch out lobo uh like or, or or lobo from like the torso up uh punch him across the room across the chamber and like poop out brainiac onto the chair uh and uh and they like, OK, we got to go because Lobo is waking up. And it's that really cool shot of Lobo lifting himself up just by the arms and like running at them, like lifting just his torso. Because he doesn't have a he doesn't have legs yet. He hasn't regenerated his legs. He's just arms and a torso and a head. And he's like running at them with his arms on the floor. And it's this really cool shot um, that says a lot about Lobo as like a physical presence and and how threatening he is physically that even when he's just a pair of arms and a head he can still come at you yep
1: yeah yeah no so I have a question actually about I actually have a question about Lobo's healing factor because it takes him like 3.4 minutes or whatever to heal with the hole in his body but did it take him less time to grow his whole body back
0: seemed to be going fast we saw the fingers coming back we actually watched some of the growth happen it seemed to be like it was visibly fast you know yeah it didn't seem to be like say on the flash where like barry has to like stay in a hospital bed for like hours and slowly like recover from you know bullet wounds or whatever like this is this is like you're seeing fingers grow out of his hand mm-hmm. yep so it's a pretty fast healing factor for sure it is it is it is, it is. how does it's that so- compare with like wolverine or somebody else who has like a, a healing factor um it's about the this- about well, the same.
1: Well, I mean, I think healing factors across all board. They're always dependent; they're story dependent. Like, right? How fast do you need it to grow back versus like there's a set limit for like you know a cut heals this quickly and this and this and this and this and this and this.
0: And this. So, but it's I think well, I think Lobos is stronger than Wolverines though. Like he blew his head off. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because like the and, fact that he was able to regrow his whole body from an arm. Yeah, that's stronger than Wolverines. Wolverines, you at, he at least needs
1: like bits to come together. Right, there was a story in X Men where like if you cut off somebody's head with the like a certain sword that can cut through the adamantium,
0: then they were dead. That was that. Got it. Yep. So yep. Yeah. So it does seem to be like comparable but different. Also, like what has Lobo been through that he knows very confidently? If I just wow. shoot myself in the head. I will regrow from my arm. Wow, great point. Didn't think about that. Like, excellent point. He's yeah. he's seen some stuff. He's been through yep. some stuff. Like he's, this is an evolved version of Lobo. This is an experienced version of Lobo who's like been through the ringer quite literally and mm-hmm. knows how to use all of his abilities and powers to his full advantage. Wow. That's a great point. What has Lobo done that he knows he can blow up his own head when and was grow the first back time from his arm? Right? Yep. When Mm -hmm. was the first time his body was completely dismembered and he grew back? I was like, oh, cool. I can do that. Does it create too... Does it take away
1: all of the... um, I guess... Well, I guess we'll we'll never fear for Lobo's life, right? Right. Because we know he can grow himself back from his arm. And so does that take away too much tension or is it
0: okay? I mean... I'm still scared of Brainiac, and I know Brainiac's never going to die. I'm still scared of Drew Zod, and I know Druzad has to has to make it through this somehow. That's a so, that's a that's a good point. No, I guess not scared of them, but scared for, for them. for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we also know there's going to be a Lobo show coming to sci-fi now. So is that is that definite? Yeah,
1: oh, nice. yeah. I, at
0: least the pilot. It's at least they're at least going to make a pilot. I don't know if it's gone this been picked up for a series yet, but it's it's happening. They're they're in pre production. Um. So the, that that show is coming. That's cool. In good some for form, that. yeah, for, I know. Good for them. I hope they can build like a you know like a a Krypton television universe uh, out of this. That would be pretty cool. Like a DC TV universe on on sci-fi. Um, I'd be I'd be there for that. All so right. Seg poops out Brainiac. Uh, they they give uh Lobo the finger and Zeta Beam out of there just in time to avoid his attack. Uh, and and then we get this. Very, uh, well, p- pretty graphic. Uh, scene where Lobo just starts gleefully stabbing Krypton. Uh, uh a Brainiac. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, not Krypton. Krypton. <laughs> <It's> Krypton. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry, Craptown. I meant Craptown. Town, crap Just yeah. stabbing the planet. Uh, so. yeah, he's 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 stabbing Brainiac, but at the very last second, Brainiac's eyes open as he's getting stabbed. Yeah, I was. I'm curious as if,
1: like, that's out, Like, oh, I'm stabbed, or oh,
0: I got you. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Could I go wonder, either way. I wonder because, like, he reformed a new body when he when he came out of Seg. So uh, I guess because that's how they were in the the birth chamber. So like, of course, that's right. Didn't. So uh, yeah. So it makes you it makes you wonder. Like, did this actually sort of? Yes, it got him out of Seg, but there's also re birth him um and can Lobo can Lobo fight Brainiac like can Lobo take on Brainiac like realistically we've seen how powerful Lobo is we were just talking about how we're not going to really fear for his life but can he are they a match or is Brainiac still
1: gonna destroy him well we saw seg take him on using Brainiac's intellect right and Brainiac is and yeah. Brainiac is
0: stronger than Seg, so I'm going to say yeah. Yeah, and and in fact, not more than just the, the intellect, the, the powers, like the ability to throw right. Lobo around. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. He's tossing exactly. around like a ragdoll. Exactly, so I'm going to say yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good thing we don't have to worry about, about uh, Lobo uh, dying anytime soon, though. That's correct. That's correct. So. Both of them, really. So he stabs the piss out of Brainiac. Uh, Jaina goes out in the cold and saves a uh, uh, hypothermia uh, laden dev mm-hmm. uh, and they just have a very tender moment where they embrace and and he, he just he cries he and... weeps he openly yep. sobs yep uh, I actually I was
1: I actually I was like wow good for that actor because he's playing such like he's playing this big tough character and he and he broke in the like that second. It was yeah. really, it was really good. I Shows was, a I was lot impressed. of range. Mm-hmm. I was impressed. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And yeah. it it resonates with what he was talking about before right? when he left. When he tried to leave Jaina, he's like, "My family, every my whole life, everything. It's all gone to crap. It's all none of it matters anymore. It's all gone. Everything that I fought for, everything I lived for, is gone." And mm-hmm. and he goes off to try and you know do it on his own move forward on his own and and he couldn't i mean he couldn't he couldn't brave the the elements uh and that's what like he he was angry about that before and that's why he stormed out but now he's just being vulnerable and he's just Mm -hmm. feeling his feelings He's he's moved past the anger and into the sadness you know feeling his feelings he's feeling his feelings anger is so often your reaction before you actually feel your emotions Right. It's, it's like the final defense before you just break and and whatever sadness or whatever feelings you have come out. Mm-hmm. Um it's not the feeling itself, it's almost the the defense before the feelings. And this is a really right. interesting exploration of that of like he pushed past the anger and now he's just devastated.
1: Oh, that's very
0: that's good. Actually, that's really it's insightful. It's a really uh, the show, the show man. The show it does some really really cool cool stuff, uh, mm-hmm. emotional stuff. Jax and Val prepare to ambush Sagittarii, and uh they're they're ready to be massacred. Like they they realize that they are going into a war zone and they're going up they are a ragtag scrappy group of rebels going up against an organized army and they realize mm-hmm. like they're going they going to die. Um it's it's a little it's a little like you know the minutemen in the in the 1700s going up against the british the british troops uh during the american revolutionary war right like they're like oh yeah we we're, we're, we're going to tons of teenage boys are just going to get slaughtered or dare um, i say the rebellion against the empire oh that's int- i hadn't thought about that that's interesting huh weird like 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 in those star those space movies those space movies yeah yeah cool yeah. okay yeah yeah the war of the planets call- yeah the war of the planets yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I love how they keep calling it The Space Elevator. Like, like unironically and without, like, it's just, the name of it is The Space Elevator. The Space Elevator. It feels like the writers' room were trying to come up with a name for
1: it, but everyone just kept calling it The Space Elevator and someone was just like, that's what they would call it too because that's what it is i
0: guess it's like that was a placeholder name and they just never got around to changing it they couldn't think of anything better so they're like yeah well let's stick with space elevator you gonna call it the spacelift you know like <laughs> yeah, what else are yeah, you going to yeah. call it yeah i i would think it would have like a branded name you know if it were if it were earth or if it was america anyway there'd be like a brand name for it you know it wouldn't just be that's possible. the space elevator it'd be you know the atron or something like um someone would would come up with a with a cool name for it the atron. So, yeah I that's yeah. fun, you know. Yep, and <laughs> anyway. I do know. Anyway, uh, but uh, as they're the Sagittari, the 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 troops are getting ready to be massacred uh, by the Sagittari. One of those Sagittari is who's been drafted because they, they mentioned that that a lot of the Sagittari are are conscripts, and one of them is Kem. And he's he's getting ready to go into battle. Wow, it was nice to see. It was nice. I
1: like forgot about him. If that. Makes sense. We really haven't seen him. No, I like I saw. I was like when he like showed up in the memory of when he showed up in the in the fortress. I was like, oh, they got him back for that one scene. That was nice. And then he's at the
0: end of the episode. I was like, oh, I guess he's still around. Cool. Yeah, they have bigger things planned for him. Do oh, you know things. Uh, I might have seen some things. Um, Okay. They, they have, they clear well, just but clearly they have bigger things planned for him because he's sticking around for more than that one scene. It's really what I mean. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah. Cool. Uh, so that's a good little cliffhanger for him. Uh, and then Seg and Adam, thankfully through the Zeta Beam, arrive back on on Krypton right outside Kandor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can see Kandor out in the distance. Uh, and Seg dies for a second. Yeah, that was crazy. I feel like I just died. Well, you did. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the 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 chest compressions bring him back. Just just like in that episode of The Office. Uh, That's right. Staying alive. Staying alive. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Yeah. At first I Percelle was alone, was I, was I was petrified. Was... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wrong song. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, he 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 chest compresses him back to life. And uh, they head towards Kandor to defeat another another tyrant, right? Another tyrant in the form of of Drew Because I love this quote that ends the episode from from Adam. Uh, That's what we superheroes do. No days off. Yep, I like that too. Love that. I
1: like that. This these three episodes really felt like the completion of the first act of the show. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, mm-hmm. like everything kind of landed in a in a good place to move on to the second act. Like it, it was like a clear break.
0: Yes, Th- this was clearly the, uh, this is kind of the conclusion of season one, in a way. We're kind of closing the chapter on all the events. of like all the cliffhangers from the end of season one mm-hmm. have now all been resolved. Yep. Yeah, right. and, oh, and, and, yeah, and kind of. Yeah, And the characters right. are kind of back where they belong now. Yeah, for the most part. For the yeah. most part, except for the Wegthor thing, but, but that's kind mm-hmm. of where they belong in a sense. Um, so... So it's sort of like all a lot of the plot lines from season 1 have now been resolved and now we're sort of starting f- new like okay we've put them we put them in in new places and now a new story begins from here. This is sort of the launching point. At least to me it feels like the launching point of like the new stories for season 2. Yeah, no, that
1: yep, that's that's that makes a lot of sense cuz I'm like I mean like it's obviously we've had season 2 st- stories building already but that's a it's um especially for Seg and Adam. It's like we're you know, this is we're your first part is resolved. Let's yes. move on to your next yes. adventure.
0: Yes, right. Because their their whole motivation for these three episodes has been to get back to Krypton. Right. Get back to Krypton mm-hmm. and fight Zod, and now they're finally about to do that. They're finally poised to do that. The whole thing with the Rebels was like we need to to uh, engage uh engage the Sagittarii and now they are heading off to do that like everyone is heading off to do what they've been trying to do for the past three episodes right uh even Lida is finally going to get to go to Wegthor with the Sagittarii like all this stuff is 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 coming together um so yeah it's great it's great do you um do you have any so we talked about Jaina before and we talked about her um She's probably not going to k- succeed in her her mission to kill Drew Zod, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you mentioned that you think Lyta will stop her. What lengths do you think Lyta will reasonably, will realistically, <sighs> go to? Will she kill her own mother to protect her son? That'd be a very Zod thing to do, right? I think, especially with what we've seen of of Lyta as the Primus the last couple, like the last episode in particular, episode two, where she yep. was fighting that Sagittari that she thought looked like Seg. Um, so she was basically being her mother she was. at that point. That's what I'm saying. She's taken on... And her mother had no problem stabbing her in the hand in season one, you'll remember. Right. Um, right. So if she has become her mother, or maybe even... And now is under the tutelage of Druzad, who's even worse than her mother. Well, Z- even Druzad makes mention
1: of... Druzad makes mention of, like, you know, his mother became weak, and that's when she, quote, died. Like... He kind of left it open-ended. Like, did you kill your mother, Drew Zod? And now you're, like, forming her to do something different, and there's, like, this thing about matricide in the Zod family? Like, I don't know.
0: I I I could certainly see him... I could see a moment, you know, a sort of like again, sorry, I keep doing this Luke Vader Emperor type of of situation where it's like, do it, you know, like like yeah. that kind if of a the, thing. If
1: the if the emperor if the emperor is
0: actually Luke's grandfather. Right, 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 right. Uh but but you know what I mean? Like if if it was actually like if it's actually a moment where, where he she has to choose, do I do I kill my mother or do I let my mother kill my son? Um and And she has to choose what kind of person she's going to be. you know, what does she choose, or does she find another way out? Um that would be a really interesting that'd be a really cool scene to watch. That would be a very cool scene to watch, yeah.
1: It's. I mean, it's possible. It's very possible that that's what we will we will end up watching.
0: Like, imagine the Shakespearean type scene where, where Drew Zod is is like, remember what I told you. You became weak when you're older. Are you gonna be weak or are you gonna be strong? Are you gonna mm-hmm. Are you going to uh, uh, stop taking risks? You know, like I said, were you you just you just uh, the pain and guilt wore you down, and you stop taking risks. Or are you gonna take a risk and and go with me? You know, uh, and rule the galaxy as. Is- father and mother, Don't, and mother and son and son um like what what are you gonna what are you gonna do uh I could see that I could see that and that would be actually very very cool to watch but that would be very cool oh, man. I'd be into it it's very possible uh, we'll just have to wait and see well we will have to wait and see mm-hmm. do you have any other thoughts or final final uh closing remarks uh before we we pack this
1: one up I'm just curious when we're gonna see Doomsday again. Not that I'm like rushing to see him again, even like, but I'm curious as to where that bit will be resolved and, and uh, where where it factors in, I guess, more because it feels like this weird, like also Doomsday's out there kind of thing, you right? Know? And
0: we're we're not really see- we're getting we're seeing some of it in the uh, previously on segments, you know, to sort of like reminding you that doomsday's out there somewhere right and and are we going to see lobo again this season or were these was
1: this it for lobo
0: yeah um a a lot of a lot of things now in the uh, well well, have you watched the trailer i didn't watch the trailer actually but you can
1: describe it to me it's okay
0: let's let's hang on that let's for folks who don't want to uh for folks who don't want to be spoiled let's Let's say goodbye, and we'll come back afterwards and uh, and talk about the trailer. But before uh, we say our our goodbyes, why don't you tell folks where they can find you and your podcasts uh, on the internet and all your projects on the internet?
1: Oh my goodness! They can find me on they can find me on the internet at on Twitter at Timothy PG13. They are more than welcome to head over to thoughtbubbleaudio.com dot com to check out all of the Thoughtbubble Audio shows that I am a part of and that Frank is also a part of because that is our. Networking stuff, um, including Beer with Geeks and Supergirl TV Talk and Read Up and Academy Rewind, in which we are, we see Beer with Geeks, we do geek stuff, and Supergirl TV Talk, we talk about Supergirl and Academy Rewind. Uh, we're backlogging the Best Picture nominations, and a Read Up is about books and stuff,
0: mm-hmm. where
1: we talk mm-hmm. about books intellectually and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's good. So, uh, yeah, you can find me in, in all those places.
0: Awesome. Great. Cool. Well, you can find uh, Shoe Krypton uh, over at kryptonpodcast.net. You can send us your thoughts at mail at kryptonpodcast.net. You can follow us on Twitter, where we're actually pretty active, uh, over at Shoe Krypton. Uh, And uh, Derek will be back next week. I'm looking forward to his triumphant return for uh, episode 204, Danger Close. But uh, Tim, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh,
1: Frank, thanks for asking me. It was so fun to talk to you on a podcast because we never do that. But <laughs> absolutely, it, it was really fun. It was really fun to talk to you about Krypton because we actually don't do that. Because I don't want to. Because I watch obviously I watch it, but I don't want to like bring it up
0: because I'm like you podcast about it. So I don't want to <laughs> like. You want to make sure that the I don't I don't I don't uh, uh, spend everything that's in the tank before uh, I get to podcast about it. Exactly, yeah. or just you know like i already just listen to my show i already talked just i I talked about it on the internet man anyone can hear it yeah Yeah. (laughs) well thanks for thanks for joining me uh it's been a lot of fun stick around uh, if you want to uh hear about the trailer uh but until next time thanks for listening bye Welcome to General Zod's Candor.
1: This war is not over.
0: You and I waste time quarreling, when we could be building. I just know there is a version of
1: the future where all of this goes too far. Please, my
0: son. All right, let's talk about that trailer. Yeah, man, some stuff's happening. Some stuff is happening next week. So, uh, so we we see sort of the 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 return of adam and seg back to krypton where they see the big hologram of of zod mm-hmm. and that's not good um they're they're reacclimating to this you know they knew he was a tyrant and they're seeing it right trailer didn't give tons like we didn't even mm-hmm. like
1: we know he makes it back and we know there's a confrontation between seg and zod in some way and seg kind of like almost like tries to manipulate with like please my son Mm-hmm. hopefully we have a relationship in the future so i can use this effectively yeah
0: yeah right yeah. right hopefully this means something to you right like hopefully right. we knew each other enough that this will mean something to you um yeah very very interesting that he's he's using that and that they are in this room together right and there's like no fight between them it's just, they're just talking um i also uh i i like the so jack's talking to the troops uh, and and we see Jax and Nyssa and uh, Val all together here talking to the troops presumably after the battle and saying like, well, the war's not over yet, so maybe they won the battle, maybe they won, maybe they lost and there's either she's pumping up and saying we may have lost, but the war's not over or maybe she's saying, hey, we won, but don't get cocky. Yeah, that really could go either way, really, actually doesn't yep. So like like you were saying, really doesn't tell us too much. Um, and and then we see. Uh, all of our, uh, a couple of our heroes opening up, a, a some kind of a secret chamber, uh, that looks like maybe it houses Doomsday, but also maybe not. I'm, I'm trying to put, they, they did a really good job of hiding whatever it is that's in there. I don't know. Um, well, Doomsday's on the loose already, so it's not like he's pre, you know, he's rehoused. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's, that's the, yeah, because he's, he's been out there in the Outlands, but, um, yeah, I don't know what what that is in there. That's whatever it is. I'm I'm super super keen to see it. Uh, but yeah, it's Adam, it's uh, RMA, it's it's Chem. uh They're they're all together. So I mean, however they got to this point, I'm really curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then we see Dev fighting. Is that the same Sagittari that uh, that i was fighting sparring with last episode? I couldn't tell. I'm I not can't, sure. It's too quick. I can't really tell. Um, but very, very interesting. Doesn't tell us a whole lot, but give us a little, whets the appetite just enough, you know? Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. A good trailer does such things. Exactly. This was fun. This is awesome. Thanks, Tim. Hey, thanks for having me. Great to um, have you on the show. See you later. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening.